The first records I bought were not Bowie's. I didn't wake up to the pop charts until 1970. The first ever single I got with my pocket money from Woolworths on West Wickham High Street was Down the Dust Pipe by Status Quo, which BBC Radio One star turn Tony Blackburn couldn't stand. Several months later, with my birthday card dosh, I invested in I Hear You Knocking by Dave Edmonds, which John Lennon said he loved, so we knew it was good. I also bought When I'm Dead and Gone by McGuinness Flint and T-Rex's debut, Ride a White Swan. Singles cost about seven shillings pre-decimal, 35p. LPs were just under two pounds. Great Britain went metric a year later. My first LPs were Bridge Over Troubled Water, Simon and Garfunkel, Fog on the Tyne, Lindisfarne, and Wings Wildlife. I saved up to buy records from the music department in Medhurst's, a large store on the Market Square at the top end of Bromley High Street, which is now a branch of Primark. David used to buy his records there too. You could try them before you bought, in special listening booths. Top of the Pops on Thursday nights BBC One was unmissable. It's all we talked about in the playground the next day. We all saw David Bowie perform Starman on Top of the Pops on the 6th of July 1972, of course, but we were less than blown away by it. Although that specific appearance is widely proclaimed to have been the definitive performance, a turning point in popular music, the moment the whole world changed, it didn't seem such a big deal to us. It's because that Top of the Pops performance of Starman, the one with Bowie and his guitarist Mick Ronson coming onto each other only five years after homosexuality between consenting males over the age of 21 had been decriminalised, the one about which entire tomes have been written, was not the first time. I'm not the only one who remembers watching it. Bowie and the Spiders from Mars performed Starman on Granada TV's Lift Off with Aishia on the 15th of June 1972. Tragically, ITV deleted the master tape, but surviving photos suggest blatant flirtation between Bowie and Ronson on the day. Many have expressed doubt down the years that this performance ever happened, because there remains no physical proof of it. But those of us who saw it beg to differ. A glimpse of the images is all that is needed to determine the differences between this and the later Top of the Pops rendition. In Liftoff, Bowie is strumming a brown, not his blue, acoustic guitar. Drummer Mick Woody Woodmansey is wearing a different outfit and has not yet lightened his hair. And there are giant hexagram Star of David stars in the sky behind the band. In Tibetan lore, David had at one time been obsessed with the Buddhist religion and culture. This is the star of the origin of phenomenon. Mark Riley, former guitarist and keyboard player with Mancunian post-punk rockers The Fall, who went on to become a plugger, alternative rock critic and BBC radio presenter, remembers the show clearly. It obviously had more impact on him than on me. On came this thing with his weird mates, he remembers. I was absolutely gobsmacked. My gran was shouting insults at the TV, which she usually saved for Labour's party political broadcasts, and I just sat there agog. I was experiencing a life-changing moment. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really did knock me for six.
The top of the pop's performance came three weeks later. For the second time in my life, recalls Riley, I was transfixed by a bloke in a quilted jumpsuit and red leather boxing boots. There's no doubt that Bowie's appearance on Top of the Pops was a pivotal moment in British musical history. Like the Sex Pistols at the Lesser Free Trade Hall in Manchester in 1976, his performance lit the touch paper for thousands of kids who up till then had struggled to find a catalyst for their lives. But there was no extreme playground reaction at the Ravensbourne School Bromley the next day. Not after either performance. I have no recollection of anyone in our gang mentioning Starman in the context of Turning Point or a life ch-ch-changing experience or of it being when the 70s truly began. Besides, Mark Bolan had been camping it up on telly for well over a year by then.